0: Welcome to the Boss Life with Bonds podcast. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and I'm here to help you level up your mindset, your lifestyle, your career or business all the way up. That starts with your mind and your willingness to embody the most evolved and most expansive version of yourself. Each episode, I'll be diving into the topics you've been avoiding or that you didn't even know needed to be addressed. The topics that have created belief systems that have kept you stuck and that no longer serve you. I'm here to call you out on your BS so you can create a new mindset, a new vision, and ultimately a new life where you are the boss. Let's dive in. What's up and welcome back to another episode of The Boss Life with Bonds. I'm your host, Coach Bonnie, and today we are talking about whether you are still processing some of the pain, some of the trauma, or whatever experience that you had that has left you paralyzed, or if you're just using that as an excuse to stay stuck and if you're procrastinating. Before I jump into this, I want to mention that we are doing a free shadow work masterclass. If you have no idea what shadow work is, it is essentially facing the dark side of you, the parts of you that are unseen to the world, the parts of you that are a little less pleasing and the parts of you that you may not even realize that you are keeping to yourself and hiding from the world because of fear of rejection or simply because uh, you were just taught at some sort of age that that side of you is unacceptable. Well, I'm here to tell you that you will never fully feel like you are everything that you are meant to be, that you were created to be, as long as there are pieces of you that you are still covering up in shame. Now, if you've listened to me before, if you're really deep into the world of law of attraction, vibrations, and that sort of thing, you know that shame is all the way at the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to energetic uh, vibrations and and vibrational frequency. Shame is all the way at the bottom. So if you are stuck in a place of shame because of parts of you that you're not ready to process yet, you are definitely going to want to get signed up for this masterclass. If you're watching this on TikTok, go ahead to my profile and click the Instagram link and the link is in bio on Instagram. If you're on Instagram, the link is in the bio there as well. And if you're on Facebook, I'll be dropping this in the caption. And as always, the link will be in the show notes for the show. So let's go ahead and get right in guys. I first want to start by stressing the importance of processing pain as someone who grew up just having to make it through, make it through, make it through, wipe your tears, make it through, get up, make it through, process, not even process, make it through. Um, pre- uh, as my grandmother told me, my great grandmother, actually, uh, she said, smile if it kills you. And I've told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again for anyone who's new to the podcast or new to the show. Uh, my grandmother Obviously, a black woman, she, great grandmother, she grew up in Tennessee, I assume. And she had 10 children. Only four of them made it to adulthood. I'm not gonna go into the details of what happened to the rest of her children, but I will tell you what happened to one. There was a bus, a charter bus accident, and I'm pretty sure, you know, her son didn't, no, I know that her son didn't survive. And when she arrived to the scene, the officer, the deputy, whoever was in charge, threw the bag containing her son in it at her feet. She picked it up, she smiled, and she walked away. Because back then, women, especially women of color, were taught, you know, don't let them see you cry. Don't let them see that they've broken you. And she used to always tell me, smile if it kills you. And I remember being a teenage girl, like right there, getting ready to go. I wasn't even a teenager yet. I was literally a preteen, but I was living like a teenager because I looked like one. I was tall, already developed, cute. And, um, I remember when her, her, she told me that story. I was like, "Great Grandma." In my head, I'm like, "I love you to death, but I will never be one of those women that just smiles if it kills me. I will never be that woman that just puts on a smile to make someone else happy or to. I'm like, I I don't like that. I don't like that. And as much as I didn't like it, her words seared through to me, and they definitely did shape the way that I handled things. And because I was raised around such strong women who had suffered so much adversity and had no choice but to keep going, I just modeled my behaviors after them. And no matter what pain I through no matter how stressed i was no matter how tired i was it was like wipe your tears and keep going and that has served me for many a seasons. That has served me during my time as a, as a single mom. That has served me in the times where I was doing ministry. That has served me for a lot of reasons. However, because I took on that model, it, I didn't process a lot of the pain that I had went through. I did not take the time to really be present and really consider the the, reper, the repercussions, the, the consequences or the long lasting effects of some of the traumas that I faced. I just kind of was like, well, well, the women in my family have been through worst? Well, the women in my family have been through worst? My ancestors have been through worse. Women all over the world have been through worse. Just keep going. And while that is a really good mental toughness to adopt, it is also extremely toxic in my opinion. And so I'm talking to you today as someone who didn't learn how to process things until she was 30. Didn't realize how everything, all of my adulthood drama was a complete crystal clear manifestation of some of the childhood traumas that I had suffered but never processed. And the same goes for adult traumas that you have suffered but you've never processed because you didn't have time to. Specifically to women, and hear me out, I have such a heart for men. I have such a heart for understanding that you guys were not allowed to process things either. I do not want to be, I'm not... I'm not one of these people that's, oh, all men are bad and and women are just, you know, whatever. I believe in humanity. I love humanity. I want us all healed. I want us all thriving. I want us all growing. But I do understand that as women, when we have to, I'm I'm speaking from the perspective of, you know, what I've experienced, and when you have to care for everybody else, you don't get to really process your own feelings. And likewise for men, when you have to be the strong provider, you also don't get to be shown feelings. And I think that this is even, this concept is, further complicated by the fact that neither side wants to show the amount of sympathy and understanding that we should. We just want to point fingers and we just want to blame. Well, men don't understand what it's like to have a baby. No, they don't. But we'll never understand what it's like to be told that you can't cry. We're told to cry all the time. We'll never understand what it's like to be told that you don't get to have feelings, that you just, you know, like there's there, there's a there's a dichotomy that we have to uh, honor. And a lot of people are not honoring that. You've heard the phrase, hurt people, hurt people. And I feel like there are so many hurt people in the world that we're not taking the time to actually realize that the pain that you're going through, the struggles that you're going through trying to process, he's going through them as well. And I'm not trying to justify any harm that has been done on account of someone who is hurting. What I am saying is that if we are ever going to get to a place in humanity where we are moving forward, where the life this world really is the beautiful environment that it was created to be. We have to be able to give people the kind of compassion that we want to receive. We have to be willing to give the same type of empathy that we are willing to receive. So I'm going to get back onto the point now. Went down a rabbit hole of men versus women, and that will be a podcast later on in the week that I'm super excited to have. But let's talk about the importance of processing. So this past week, every week I set my intentions. I put it on my screensavers on my phone. I go to my stories on Instagram and I'll find a picture that excites me, that makes me happy or is really pretty. And sometimes it's landscape. Sometimes it's, when I was manifesting this apartment, it was pictures of this neighborhood, the lakefront area where I go to do my meditations now. Something that my brain sees and doesn't mind staring at. And the reason for this is because if I put something in front of my face that is very pretty to look at, And I put my goals and my intentions in front of it, and we know that we look at our phone about 400 times a day. That's 400 times a day that my brain is happy to look at this pretty picture, and that it's also looking at my goals and my intentions and being reminded. And so I set my intentions for last week. I said, I want this to be a miracle week. And I started listing the things that I wanted to receive from my miracle week, right? And moment of transparency, guys. Last week was one of the shittiest shit shows that I've had in a long time, but I'm so damn proud of myself for the way that everything was handled. I'll try to make this as quick as possible and in a digestible format for you. So step one, Monday, I got pulled over and found out my license was suspended while I was getting ready to go to the beach or the springs, getting ready to do something great for Labor Day out here in Florida. So that morning was ruined a little bit. Um, I found out I would have to pay to get my license reinstated. I found out that the insurance that I had on my car was not what I thought it was. It was just this whole mess and this whole confusion. And nobody wants to spend an extra several hundred dollars on their holiday. And because it was a holiday, I couldn't get it done. So that's already step one. That was super terrible. And every single day this week, I just kept running into roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. I I found out that I wasn't, that the business wasn't approved for certain things that I had been applying for. Like, um, just every, just everything that could go wrong did go wrong. And it was so, oh, enlightening. It gave me the opportunity to step back and be like, okay, I asked for a miracle this week. And something that I have been struggling with for my entire life were all of the things that this week has brought to the forefront, because what you resist will persist. And so this entire week, I kept hearing the words that I preach to my clients that I say on my podcast. And it's like, yeah, I've learned those concepts when it comes to health and wellness. I've learned those concepts when it comes to overcoming limiting beliefs for the levels that I have already overcome. But now we're at a new level and it's going, it's requiring and demanding more out of me. And so I'm going to have to start all the way at the bottom again, not the bottom, but the bottom of a new level and implement all of those things that I've used to get this far at this level. Guys, hold up just a second. I'm pretty sure one of my dogs is about to lose their damn mind because there's another pit bull outside. And if you're watching live, you can see Luna's tail. Um, There she goes. She's insane. Anywho, so the miracle that I asked for was not what I received, but it was what I needed. Because every single day I woke up to a new crisis, every single day I woke up to like a new uh, email or a new notice or a new something, and I was just like, wow, I really don't have the means to fix these things on my own right now. Wow, every action that I've taken or every inaction that I've, you know, Things that I've slapped on or that I've resisted have now bubbled up to this fucking shit show of a week where I cannot ignore these issues anymore. I cannot breeze past them anymore. I have to lean in. I have to dig deep and figure out how these things keep happening and how they can never happen again. And so even though this week was filled with so many obstacles, it presented the opportunity for me to be able to process some of these things that I have been pushing deep down because I didn't want to deal with them. It also gave me the opportunity to put myself in my client's shoes because there's things that I'm resisting that I'm telling people that they need to lean into. It's not in the same situation, but it's the same concept. And so through this past week, I've had so much time to process and just sit and cry and listen to God and, and write stuff things down and realize what this meant and take a step back and reevaluate and look at myself and really understand what this week was. So even though I didn't have the miracle that I was asking for, I got the miracle that I needed. My obstacles were all opportunities this week. But what I want to illuminate, there is there is such a, there, there's so such power in processing what you've been through. Because if you were like how I used to be and you just breeze through everything, you don't learn. And when those things keep coming back to you and, and, and you'll go back to the, the old habits, you'll go back to the old patterns of feeling like, woe is me. You go back to the old mindset of, I can't, you know, I, every time I try hard, something knocks me down. Or you'll go back to the mindset or the limiting beliefs that kept you where you were before and you fought too damn hard to get here. So if you are stuck in what I like to call process paralysis, where you're processing, right? I have friends who are like, I'm healing, so I can't start my business. To a certain extent, I totally understand that. But at the same time, I need you guys to understand that healing is a journey. It's not a destination, right? You let, us let's, let's let go of this idea that one day we're going to wake up and we will be completely pain free from all of the things that have ever happened to us. No one will ever say anything that's going to trigger us. No one will ever say anything that's going to remind us of a painful memory. No one's going to ever say anything that's going to make us feel uncomfortable. We're never going to think about that relative that we lost. That's that, that we'll never see again. We'll never think about how we are humiliated again and it won't hurt us guys. That's bullshit. Like that's not how it works. There's layers to this healing process, and some of us don't ever get past the first layer because we're still stuck just, just replaying the story over and over again. And I'm going to explain it to you in a way that you'll understand. Your psychology is linked to your physiology. So every time that you go back and you replay these painful memories and you replay these painful situations thinking that you are processing it, which, again, is very helpful and necessary. But when you're just going back to replay it, to reignite the same feelings of despair, to reignite the same pity party, to reignite all of these feelings that are not benefiting you, you are paralyzing yourself. You don't benefit from that because what you're doing is you're teaching your body to go back to that mode that you were at. Whatever your nervous system was responding to, whether it was fear, whether it was frustration, whether it was anger and especially anger, every time that we relive something that caused us anger... And we put our body back into that same uh, flight, fight or flight, the, the sympathetic nervous system, right? Every time we, we switch to that because we're replaying the memory again. You're actually shortening your life and you didn't even have to experience the situation again, but your subconscious and your body doesn't know the difference between you experiencing that pain and you playing this image in your head because your brain loves pictures. So every time you put that picture of the pain in your head and you think you're processing it, what you're actually doing is just replaying the pain over and over again and nothing's getting done. And so I want you to ask yourself, are you really processing or are you just keeping yourself in a paralyzed state that's keeping you from moving forward? Some people use processing their pain as an excuse because they know that if they come out of recovery or if they tell people that they are good, you know, I'm ready to move forward, then that means that they'll have to actually show up and that they'll actually have to do the work and that they'll actually have to, you know, start being treated like an adult again. But you get a lot of sympathy when you're going through pain. You get a lot of sympathy when you're processing things. So I'm not trying to beat you up or make you feel bad, but I want to just kind of like shine a light on the situation and ask you, are you really still processing it? or are you just being stuck in paralysis? Now here's something to consider. If you are someone that's going through the healing stages and it's really fresh and you're still processing it, instead of replaying it over and over again, waiting for, I don't know, like a movie where if you watch a movie multiple times, you'll get different, you know, if you read a book or something, you'll get different interpretations and you'll see it differently. While that may be true for movies and books, if it's something that's painful, I'm gonna ask you or just recommend that you don't don't do that so many times instead, talk it out. When you're reliving this memory, I'll give you an example. When I talk to my mentor, he's so freaking tough on me and I have to process what he says. And when I walk away and I go home, I'm like, I'm so mad at him. I don't want to talk to him anymore. And then I'm like, well, what are you mad at? I didn't like the words that he used. Why didn't you like the words that he used? Because they were, they, were, they were rude. What, how did the words make you feel? It made me, and then I sit there and I process those emotions. And I'm like, well, what does that remind you of? Oh, it reminds me of this. Oh, do you remember the first time you felt like that? Yeah, I do. It was humiliating. So by him saying those words, is it really what he said that's hurting you? Or is it the memory that it takes you back to? Oh. So am I as mad at him as I want to be? Or am I mad about something that happened several years ago that I haven't processed? Oh. And if you do this more often, talk through your emotions. Those people, they they don't know how to ask themselves these questions, and that's why coaches are valuable. Because if you don't know how to do this sort of self-coaching on yourself, you would definitely benefit from having someone do this with you. Coaches are different than therapists. Therapists are, you know, helping you process past pains, and to some extent, I do that with clients. But my goal is to help you move forward, and to help you move forward, I'm going to ask you the difficult questions that you're unwilling to ask yourself or that you simply didn't know to ask yourself. So, number one, talk it out. And number two, with quality questions, right? Some of us talk it out with people who don't have quality questions. Don't we'll talk it out with your homegirl who doesn't have anything. I'm so sorry, but whose life does not look like someone whose life you would want to live. I'm not saying she has to be rich and she has to be, you know, uh, super accomplished or anything like that. But if the way that she processes pain and if the way that she's living her life is not in alignment with the woman that you want to be, please don't go to this woman for advice. If the people that you're getting advice from, your beliefs aren't the same as theirs, take it with a grain of salt. But if you're going to talk these things out, make sure that you're processing it or you're talking with someone who's going to be able to ask you quality questions. Cool? Cool. Number two, write it out. You know, I know that when I was sitting down to journal this week, I caught myself doing what I did when I was younger, which is making the, the pity party, just writing out, and I went here and I was sad and I got pulled over and I was so mad. And I was like, what are you doing? That's not how we journal. Boom. On Monday was a wake up call. I got pulled over and I realized that I had irresponsibly handled the transfer of insurance with the new car. And because I did that, even though it took six months for them to catch up with it, but they did. What did I learn? Number one, I need to pay more attention to what's coming in and out of my bank because I would have been able to catch that. You know, the insurance issue early on. They weren't charging me enough. Right. So something like that. And that was an eye-opener. Instead of just being sad that I got pulled over, I asked myself the difficult question, Well, how could I have prevented this, Bonnie? Well, instead of assuming that the dealership took care of this issue, make sure that it was myself. And this goes into a longer-stimming issue of me just not paying attention to to, to bank statements and just assuming that people aren't overcharging or undercharging. Big eye-opener. But if you're not doing these things with yourself, you will continue to repeat, and you'll always feel like you're in a state of processing or, or dealing with your pain. Now let's flip the script. Let's talk about the, the procrastinating part. And what does that look like? Procrastinating is where, what I said before, where you're just merely pl- replaying the events over and over in your head, getting more worked up every single time and not asking any quality questions, right? You're just talking it over. You're gonna go on Facebook and, and rant about it. You're gonna, you're gonna write a post and you're gonna rant about it. You're gonna go drinking with your friends and you're gonna rant about it. You're gonna talk to your mom and you're gonna rant about it. I've said this before, uh, probably last year on the podcast. I try not to do that. I will get it. I'll walk it. I'll write it out. I'll talk it out. Pray it out. Maybe talk to one or two people about it, and then it's done. There's no reason for me to be reliving something painful over and over again, not processing it, and not getting um, any sort of plan moving forward. Okay. Justifying—it's another thing that we do when we say that we're processing, but we're really just procrastinating. Well, well, well. I don't. I don't have to blah bitty, blah blah bitty, blah because you. Know, oh my gosh trying not to call out people's specific situations. So I always, I hate using all of my life situations, but I also don't want to like use my friend's stuff. And they'd be like, Bonnie, why'd you put that on there? And I'm like, cause it was a good illustration. But seriously, like, let's say you had something traumatic happen to you, like in a car accident and you're now where you're at in life is you don't want to drive or you don't want to get your own car. Because you are traumatized because you lost someone in a car accident. This is something that actually happened. Is it really that you are traumatized by that event or is it that the responsibility that comes with it? And I can say this because I know this person and I'm watching them do this and I'm watching them say things like, well, I don't want to get a car because, you know, I, this, this traumatic thing happened with me in a car. I'm like, but you drive your parents' car all the time. So, it's not that you're afraid to drive, is it? It's that you don't want to have the responsibility of going to go in and get a car, and it's a lot easier having your friends drive you around. That's hard. Ouch. But that's real life. When we do things and we're justified, when we stay stuck in our vulnerable states, or um, let me use another example procrastinating. Well, I just don't know what to do because I've never done this before. This is something that I've said a lot to my mentors. Cool. So we're just going to stay stuck here uh, replaying this story of how I've never done this before and poor me and someone should help me and someone should tell me what to do. Or are you going to really look at the situation like a big girl and be like, I want to be told what to do because that enables me to not have to worry about messing up or making a mistake. Because if I make a mistake, I'm just doing what you told me to do. Ooh, that's real life. That's something that I've dealt with. Procrastinating on making things happen in my business because I want someone to tell me step by step what to do when that's not how this works. You take the step, you learn, you fail, you get feedback, you process, you keep going. And a lot of the reasons why people are stuck is because they're afraid to step out, try something new, fail, and learn. We're not going to get into that today because I talked enough about that. Another reason why we stay stuck procrastinating is because we're looking for closure instead of moving forward. There's a lot of hurt people out here on the internet. A lot. One of my favorite accounts, Holistic Psychologist, she makes such fire content on processing and, 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 and emotions and mindset. Just, it's amazing. And she made a post the other day about how toxic masculinity is not a choice. It's what happens to men who are never taught how to cope with their emotions. And this is what we're dealing with. And I thought it was a phenomenal post. As a mother of men, I was so thankful that somebody was actually speaking up and saying like, hey, yes, men can be assholes, but yes, women can be bitches too. Can we stop acting like one is worse than the other? Yes, men have been in authority and power forever. However, to say that every man is, is horrible or to say that every woman is scheming and trying to get, like, that's just not fair. And when you try to make a post like that or when you try to present things to people um, and they're still wounded and they're still hurt, they won't be able to take it. They won't be able to process it because they're still looking for closure. One of the comments on the post It was a really good thread too. DM me if you want a copy of the thread or you can just check her out. The holistic psychologist. You know what? I want to I'll put a link to that post in the show notes so you guys can see holistic psych. Um, One of the comments was like, yeah, well, even though men are hurting, doesn't give them an excuse to hurt women. Well, duh. Nobody said that was. She's just making a point. And, and as someone that has experienced it from both ends, when I make posts about fitness or uh, just even making mere comments about men in the gym looking at me, I get ate up in the comments by men. You're just a dumb female. You're just a lazy bitch. And oh, I see your stomach. How you have clients. You're just They're just so angry at women. But at the same time, men are so, women are so angry at men. And so you're procrastinating on actually getting through this process of healing because you're still looking for closure. You're still mad about something somebody did to you 5, 10, 15, even 30 plus years ago because you're processing. You're not processing anymore. You're procrastinating. You're staying stuck. You're staying in your story. And you're making excuses, which always sound best to the person that's making them. And I'm going to wrap it up with this. I was listening to a sermon yesterday by... Well, actually two people. I was listening to Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church, and then I was listening to JJ Vasquez, local, here at a Journey Church Journey Church Orlando. And I think it was Pastor JJ. Yep. And it was like, God, how long? And it was like, until you learn. A lot of us are asking, and by us, I say us because I'm a part of the us. God, how much longer do I have to keep going through these these things? How much longer... Is this going to hurt? How much longer am I not going to have clarity on this issue? How much longer am I going to have to fight these battles on my own? How much longer am I going to have to suffer? And the answer is, until you learn. You keep jumping from crisis to crisis using cliches and little quotes, little Instagram and in- inspirational quotes, little TikToks, reels, and-, and thinking that that's what's going to help you process. It's a catalyst, but if you don't dive deeper in, and actually do the work of processing, then you're gonna stay stuck procrastinating, taking in little quick bites of information from the internet hoping that that's gonna suffice when it's not. And so whether you believe in God or not, universe, Easter Bunny, Source Energy, whatever you wanna call, they're asking you, you, how long? How long will you stay here? How much longer do you need to process this? How much longer will you continue to make excuses about why you haven't moved forward when the answer is that you're not ready to because you're benefiting too much from this period in your life? And I think all of us can add the answer to that. It's, it's till I learn. Maybe you didn't know that, but that's what's going on, boo-boo. Remember guys, healing is a journey. It's not a destination. You will be triggered along your healing journey. And just because you get to a place five, 10 years down the road where someone says something that you thought you had healed from and it still triggers you, doesn't mean that you're not healing. It doesn't mean that you're not growing. This is a journey, not a destination. I used to, be, I used to not be able to tell parts of my story without crying and now I can tell them to you with a straight face. But at the same time, there's other pieces of my story where if I even think about it, I will break down and cry. That doesn't mean that I shouldn't continue to build this platform for women, for personal development, to help them deal with their internal trauma and help them heal. That doesn't mean that. Hell, if I did that, I I would never, I would have never taken the leaps of faith over and over again that I have. So I hope that this message lands on a heart that needed to hear this. I hope that this message lands on ears that were ready to receive this. And I hope that you don't just let this go in through one ear and out the other and just be one of those quick clicks that you listen to and you're like, yes, I got my inspiration for the day. I hope that you're able to see, wow, I need to go deeper. There is some stuff that I have not processed yet. There are some stuff that I didn't even know was still there. And if that is you, I wanna invite you to our free masterclass that's starting next Monday night. Called Facing Your Dark Side. And we're going to get into the introduction of what shadow work is all about. And I'm going to give you some tools that you can use to start your own journey into shadow work. If you've started your healing journey and you're doing the affirmations and you're into manifestation, you're just opening that can up, or maybe you've been deep in the personal development game and you feel like it's time to go deeper, this masterclass is for you. And like I said, I'm going to give you some tools so that you can do it on your own. But if you feel like this is the kind of work that you want to dive deeper into, We're going to be launching a full month-long four-week mini course immediately after. So I encourage you, get signed up for this masterclass. Check it out. See if it's something that you'd be interested in. I'm not going to lie. Not everybody is ready to do shadow work. And I don't recommend everyone do it, especially without a therapist. You may need one to do it. But if you're ready for that, again, if you're on Instagram, click the link in bio. If you're on Facebook, I'm going to have the link in the bottom of this. And if you're listening on the podcast, I will have the link in the show notes. Guys, once again, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, If you got value from today, drop some fire emojis, share this to your story, tell a friend about it. Um, As a small business owner and a small podcast, the thing that you can do to help me the very, very most, if you do get value from this and you're like, yo, I love what you say, but I I don't need none of your stuff. Dude, you can donate on Anchor. You log into Anchor, you can donate to the podcast. But the best thing that you could ever do for me is to write a review about the show. Because that's what's going to help it get, um, you know, more views and help it get shown to more people. So if you do get value from these, help us this out. I love you guys. Have an amazing day. And I will see you later on this week and hopefully see you in the masterclass. Peace.